Your reasons for listening to this show, well, those are your own. But just keep in mind that the views, information, or opinions expressed on the Tuttle Daily Podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of our sponsors. Yeah, it's called free speech, people. Nobody's forcing you to listen. One-of-a-kind shades made to order by Vaporshades.com. Vaporshades designs the outer layer of the sunglasses just like a wrap on a car. They customize your sunglasses, marbling the paint. The end result is no two pair of sunglasses are alike. Yours will be completely unique to you. Check us out at Vaporshades.com. Use promo code TUTTLE for 15% off your entire order. Get ready for your daily dose of TUTTLE. Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp, it's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. No wonder nobody likes you, Tuttle. Everything's a goddamn debate. Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day so far. I got to tell you, the weather is a little changing. I think winter might be coming. Well, Florida winter. But, I mean, it's been in the 80s the past couple of days. It's overcast and windy as F over here. Check out my website, Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E dot net. There's a couple of ways you can get a hold of me. You can email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. Try to get back to every single person that I can. But the one thing that I want you guys to do is leave me a voicemail. I can't take live phone calls right now. Hopefully, one day I will be able to do that. But I would like for you to be able to leave me a voicemail. 407-270-3044. Once again, that is 407-270-3044. It rained pretty hard last night, especially when I was trying to do my live broadcasts on my YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash Tuttle. And... I don't know why as of late I've been kind of letting people get under my skin. And I'm sure that it's people that I know. Probably people that I've even worked with. I don't even know. And I don't want you guys to think like I'm trying to sound like the stereotypical paranoid talk show host. Because that's not the case. I've worked with some people and radio hosts. They always thought, oh, man, they are out to get me. It's, it's a plot. It's a conspiracy theory. I am so good at what I do that they've plotted against me. And I'm not talking about anybody in particular. It's happened with all of them. Bubba, Russ, Drew, everybody, yes. They get paranoid because it is so hard. It, it takes so much time to be able to build an audience and get where you want to be and you're afraid that it's going to be taken away. I've talked about this. A lot of people said, why did you use to burn bridges back in the day? Well, I'll tell you why. I mean, it's not a good excuse. It's just I loved radio so much and I still do love radio, but I took it personally. I did because you got to remember, I, I worked with real radio for over 10 goddamn years at one point. And then I had worked with Ron and Fez for two years as well. So these were friends. These were family people. These were, this was stuff that I was getting to do every single day. And it didn't feel like work. 
So when I was left, it was like I was almost getting kicked out of the cool club. Like, we don't want you anymore. And I lashed out. And I was being a dumbass. I've repaired my relationship with Russ. I'm trying to repair relationships with everybody. I really am. I've reached out to Bubba a couple of times, but I haven't heard anything back. No hard feelings. I get it. He's happy with his crew right now. But people last night, there was some asshole in there said, when did you fall off the wagon? Well, guess what? Guys, yes, it's difficult. I, I have not fallen off the wagon. Oh, man, I have been tempted as of late. Some of the things that I'm having to go through, some of the things that I'm having to see, and I don't want you to think that it's all bad. It, I mean, it's stuff that every single adult has to go through one day. I mean, it, it, it's just, it's unavoidable. So, I don't, I, I, I really see, I think that's probably why I'm letting stuff get under my skin. But I, I take my sobriety pretty seriously. I do. I've been working way too hard. And a lot of you guys want to call me out. And I know that there are in-shape people that are alcoholics. But... You saw what I used to be. You saw what I looked like just a, over a little over a year and a half ago. And if you think that I was back on the sauce again, do you think I'd be motivated to get out, work out every single day, even though some days I don't feel like it? Yesterday, I could not be motivated to do much of anything. I was just having one of those days. I was. And I know that the listeners, especially my demographic, they just don't get it. They don't get depression. They're like, oh, why, why can't you just be happy? Just be happy. You know, that's one of the most offensive things that you can say to somebody that is, it has bipolar manic depressive like I am. Do you realize that I'm not on the meds anymore? Because when I was on the meds, guess what the meds did? The meds kept me in the middle. I was a zombie. Couldn't get erections. Was not interested in sex at all. And I didn't even realize it. Jesus Christ almighty. I lost my will. The one thing that men are supposed to want to do in their life. Procreate. Spread their seed. I mean, not humans itself, but in, in the animal kingdom, that's, that's what they're supposed to do. Repopulate. And I, I wasn't even interested in that. But I was never really, truly happy. I was never really, truly sad. I was just in the middle. And I'm off of those now. I'm off of those. Guess what? I get to experience real joy now. But I also have bad days. And I was having a bad day, and maybe that's why I've let the trolls get underneath my skin a little bit. But that shit's not going to happen anymore. It really, really isn't. Because I just need to make the choice to just do my show because I'm going to have my detractors, the people that want to see me fail. But I get to see the numbers every day. You know, like, here, if I wasn't doing so good, do you think a guy like Scott York... And I know a lot of you guys don't even really, like, who the fuck's Scott York? Well, you're going to know who he is really, really soon, because I'm going to be talking about him a lot. 
He's an advertiser. You want to know who some of his friends are? Do you want to know how powerful some of those connections are? Do you want to know, like, he used to be part ownership of the Orlando Predators? And he's got this new uh, business out, floridacannabiscoach.com. So, yeah, I'm going to be talking about him a lot. And for a guy of that stature to want to be associated with what I'm doing, yeah, it makes me feel good. It gives me legitimacy. So don't come at me sideways and tell me that I am off the wagon. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, there's no way. And I'm not going to stand up for that. There's a lot of things you can say about me, but I've worked way too hard, way too long, and I've sacrificed a lot. And when you come at me like that, I'm not going to take it. All right, it's been over a week since the Buccaneers won their second Super Bowl, Tom Brady winning his seventh. And they had the boat parade, which I think is very, very unique. They need to start doing that every single time one of their teams wins a championship because, I mean, it's just unique. It keeps people off of each other. I mean, the Lightning did it. The Bucks did it. But everybody was talking about Tom Brady throwing the Lombardi Trophy from one boat to another. Now, if you're going to trust anybody to throw the Lombardi Trophy, it's got to be the GOAT, right? Tom Brady. You, uh, you would trust him. Why is this such a big deal? I'm about to play a news story, and I'm going to talk about this woman, but I'm also going to talk about the media. Like, why is the media even giving this story the time of day? You know, like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of guilty of it because I'm, I'm talking about it, but I'm not actually talking about this woman uh, that, you know what, I'm not even going to get into it because I don't want to ruin anything. I'm going to commentate about this, and I just think it's complete, absolute BS. Everybody wants to be offended. Everybody wants to be offended. And then the media, the media, oh my God. I mean, Jesus Christ, there's got to be bigger and better things to be able to cover than this effing story. One thing about Tom Brady, he knows how to throw and catch a football. See, you guys can't see this. But let me break it down for you. What happened to the days of the media just giving you the news? Because you know where she gives that whole thing? Oh, Tom Brady can throw and catch. She's throwing the ball to herself. Do we really, really need that as a morning zoo type setup to cover an actual media news story about Tom Brady? A story that you should not even be covering as is. I would not be giving this woman the time of day because she just wants to be out there. She wants to be in the news because I am so offended that Tom Brady threw an inanimate, in, I'd say I butchered that word. Uh, 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 it's just a goddamn trophy. It has no feelings. It doesn't have a soul if you believe in souls, which I don't. So what's a big fucking deal. But tonight, one Fort Myers woman says Brady's latest throw insulted her family's legacy. I have a big history of this trophy being made by my father, and it's such an honor, and I know all the craftsmen 
that meet it when my dad was there also at Tiffany's and it takes a lot of work, a lot of hard work. Um, I'm not trying to be a dick. I really, I'm really not trying to be a dick. I didn't know where it was made or did I even care who made the goddamn trophy. It's just a thing that they give to them. It's like they get replicas. I don't even know if that is the original trophy. You know, you want to know what sport has it right? The NHL, hockey. Because they actually, I mean, they don't get to keep it. They get to keep it for a year, but they actually give the original trophy to them. I think that is cool. I think that is amazing. Let me bring up another thing. Why was this not a story when Rob Gronkowski bunted a baseball and put a baseball-sized dent into the Lombardi Trophy? Was, was this made? Did the silversmiths, families, did the generations that came after the original silversmiths you know, get up in arms because Rob Gronkowski bunted a base, and which I got to tell you, Rob had some great form. You know, a lot of people say, oh, anybody can bunt. No, you, you, there's a lot that goes into bunting, and I got to tell you, Rob nailed it right on the screws. Did leave a big dent in the trophy, but nobody was up in arms about that one. They're up in arms because it was to go. Everybody's looking for a reason. Everybody's looking for a chink in Tom Brady's armor. Now, am I even allowed to say chink in armor? Or is cancel culture going to get upset at me for using that word? I don't know, man. These are the times we are living in. A lot of hours go into it. It just really upset me that this trophy was disgraced and disrespected by being thrown as if it was a real football. Actually, it really wasn't thrown like it was a real football. You throw a uh, real football over him. Tom Brady actually underhanded that throw. And I got to tell you, for a guy not used to throwing underhand, he kind of nailed it. If anything, I would be worried about who was the one catching it because that that is a pressure-filled catch if I've ever seen one. You know, like, Tom Brady hit you. He hit you right in the numbers with the ball. And if you drop that one and it ends up in the Hillsborough River, yeah, that one's on you, buddy, not Tom Brady. You heard that right. Lorraine Gross's father, Greg Gross, was the master silversmith at Tiffany & Company that crafted the world-famous Vince Lombardi Trophy back in 1967 until his retirement in 1994. And let's be honest, people. Tiffany is one of those overpriced, like, pieces of metal, silver, that everybody wants. My wife, when I got married, had to be Tiffany. Tiffany this, Tiffany that. Do you think that the demographic that actually watches football, the ones, the blue-collar people, I'm sure there are a lot of rich people, but half of the get-or-dones probably couldn't even afford Tiffany. Like, seriously. If anything, you want a true representation of the fans, the, the true NFL fans, that thing should be made out of the same type of metal that will turn your neck green when it's like fake jewelry, fake gold. So yeah, Tiffany, it's just a bunch of pompous-ass jewelers. God, I've been butchering some words today, but I leave that stuff in there. But what I'm trying to say is that... Tiffany is a bunch of bullshit that most of the NFL fans 
overpriced bullshit, just to say, that most of the NFL fans couldn't even afford. Gross tells us she's upset because she knows all the hard work that goes into making this coveted trophy awed by the world. I, I didn't sleep for the past two nights because of this. I was that upset. Okay, this, this is hysterical, all right? In the times we're living in, where almost 500,000 people in our country have died of the coronavirus, people have lost their, well, not yet, but they're, they're going to lose their homes because they've been out of work. They've been laid off. And guess what? Those people are the ones that should bitch about not getting sleep. But this, and I'm sorry, I hate using this word, but this cunt is going to talk about not being able to sleep because Tom Brady threw a trophy to another boat that did not even land in the water. And now she, I can't sleep because my father's trophy, which your father didn't even make that trophy. I'm sure your, your father's probably been long gone in debt. And God bless his soul. Once again, don't believe in souls because I don't believe in heaven or hell. But what I'm trying to say is, yes, there are bigger things that people are losing sleep over. Not a fucking Lombardi trophy that your dad did not even make. Because I, I know the, the passion that goes into this trophy and how my dad and all, all his fellow silversmiths are so proud to make this. I've seen this trophy being made at the factory in Tiffany's. My father did the seams. He had to chisel the seams um, by hand. Now, I don't know this for a fact. Back when your dad was doing it, yeah, he probably had to do everything by hand. But just like with anything, technology, I would almost bet the farm that none of the Lombardi trophy is done by hand anymore. I don't even think they engrave because, uh, you know, like, uh, and now I could be wrong. If, if I am wrong, correct me. Email me, Tuttle at gmail.com, or you can leave me a voicemail, 407-270-3044. But most of the trophies, matter of fact, I think, like, some of the bigger ones, you'll see them on the side where they're already engraving the name into the trophy towards the end of the game. Uh, I wonder how many times that's kind of backfired on them when somebody's come back. But let's not act like this uh, Lombardi trophy isn't just getting pressed by a machine or getting laser cut or something like that. I'm sure Tiffany, just like any other company, wants to save money and they're going to do whatever they can to be able to fire as many employees as they can so they can just fuck us right in the ass and overcharge us when your wife wants a Tiffany ring. Yes, I really don't feel bad about those assholes at all. Um, there is a newspaper article that shows him working on that trophy, uh, chiseling it, um, and the, uh, the ball is hand-formed as the bases as well. Rose says she's not a football fan and doesn't pay much attention to the game, but she watches it till the end for one specific reason. I only watch the game to watch the trophy come out, and I like to see all the, the owners and the, and, the, and the football players just hold it up with such pride and 
and just hold it up and show everybody. And it's just, I get goosebumps. Like right now I'm getting goosebumps from it because it's, it's, I'm very proud. And tonight Gross has one message for the seven time Super Bowl champion. This has nothing to do with your athletic ability whatsoever. It has everything to do with disrespecting a highly coveted trophy that a lot of work goes into by the Silversmiths and all the other team players. I personally would like an apology. I have finally come around to being a Brady fan. I have finally come around to admitting that he is the GOAT. I grew up a Dolphins fan. I thought Marino was the greatest of all time when it just came to pure quarterback ability. But what Tom Brady has been able to do in his career, go from the Patriots, go to a different conference, go to a team that hasn't been to the playoffs in over a decade, to be able to get them through the playoffs to the Super Bowl that was played at home and to win it. If Tom Brady 12 apologizes, even like matter of fact, if if Tom Brady wants me to like him even more, give him, give her the double bird finger, uh, like Steve Austin, chug two beers right in front of her, and just cold, stone cold stunner her. I know I've already made that joke last week, but come on, that would be badass. But I'm telling you right now, if Tom Brady apologizes to this bitch, fuck Tom Brady too. Tom Brady is a pussy if he apologizes to this woman because she just had to be offended. Not just to me and my family and the other silversmiths, um, but to the, to the fans. Lady, the fans don't give a damn. For real. They, uh, Tom Brady is going to apologize. They'll be like, Brady, what are you apologizing for, man? You just, you want us to the Super Bowl. You don't have to apologize for anything. And guess what? If the, if the Lomb Lombardi Trophy would have been at the bottom of the Hillsborough River, I'm sure somebody would have found it. And actually, it would have shown to see if Tiffany is actually using real silver because after a while, the salt water would absolutely rust the, rust the crap out of it if it wasn't true Tiffany silver. So I think this could have been a great, great test. I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, I have an interview with Roxy Driver. Got a great podcast that talks about paranormal activity. And I got to tell you, you're going to want to check out some of her picks. Go to her website, Roxy Drive. I think Roxy Driver. Yeah. I got to get better at this stuff. Got to stop smoking so much weed. But RoxyDriver.com. Uh, she has this whole 80s look. And she is ha-ha-ot. Be back in a few minutes. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. DJ Nerd. I've only been arrested one time. A radio personality. Professionally? I'm not in the best position that I've ever been in. And hot talk satirizer? You would think with everything that's going on, a Caucasian like myself wouldn't be able to randomly talk to an African-American or a minority. You're listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Wish you could have just flown and had your vehicle arrive a day or two later so you can enjoy more time doing what's important to you? Well, you can. Just give Starfire Transport a call. Let the professionals do the driving while you're flying. Starfire Transport specializes in RV and auto transport. 
They'll also haul watercraft from boats to PWCs, cargo trailers, and more. Service available throughout the continental United States. So don't wait. Call Brian today at 574-349-4193 or 989-751-6106 for your next move. 10% off for veterans past or present. Also, make sure to tell them Tuttle sent you for an additional discount. That's Starfire Transport. Do you have something you want to say? Hey, what kind of preacher is you? Leave Tuttle a voicemail. Because you're kind of ignorant. Especially if you think he's being an asshole. No mega bitch. Will your hurtful comments offend Tuttle? No, baby. Call the show at 407-270-3044. No, baby. Well, hello there, little black kitties of the night. Come and join me, your host, Deadly Debbie, as we go through my creepy files and listen to real-life, strange-but-true stories from people all over the world. Explore the weird and wonderful in my weekly podcast with Deadly Debbie's Creepy Files. All right, guys, welcome. Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. See, this is the first guest that I've ever had on that, like, actually sent some music and was like, hey, can you play this before I come on? I was like, heck, yeah, this is the type of person I need to talk to. But uh, on the line with me right now is Roxy Drive. Roxy, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Doing wonderful. So where, where are you calling from? Obviously, the United Kingdom. I would hope. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the UK. I'm on the south coast, not far from yeah. Brighton. I don't know if you uh, I spent or... no, I, I I spent a couple of weeks uh in in the UK because I'm a big uh soccer fit. Well, I have to say soccer because of my audience, but <laughs> I went over to see football. Uh so that that was a fun time. So I I kind of know where everything is. I also went to Wales while I was there. So uh, oh, cool. Roxy, okay. Roxy, so I, I gotta tell you, I was checking out your website. Why? Uh, well, we're going to get to the podcast because we already played that. But I also want to talk because you do a lot of 80s theme type stuff with your photography and, and, and pictures. What what made you want to go or go or interested in that route? Um, I think I've always been interested in the 80s, I think, because you know, I, I was born in the 80s and sort of I still have memories of being a little girl in the late 80s. And so I still have those kind of nostalgic memories of, you know, certain bands and singers that I loved um, watching their music videos on top of the pops. And so I think it always stayed with me. I was never really a 90s music fan. That was when I was a teenager. Uh, um, that, was some, that was like some of the greatest, like altering, <laughs> altering music changing in the 90s. I mean, 80s. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, it there it was. It had its own little style there, but I mean, the 90s, though, that, that was a good year. Yeah, not for me. Decade. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Why, why, why was it so just um, you didn't like the music? You, I mean, you didn't like that time of life? Was it hard? Like, give me, give me an example why uh, not the 90s and the 80s. Uh, it wasn't related to, to life so much. Although, to be honest, I guess it was a mixture of everything in terms of um, aesthetics. I mean, for me, you're talking to someone who just loves the 80s. I love the, the look of it, the colors, the fashion, the movies. For me, there's never been a decade as amazing, as colorful and as, as interesting as the 80s. I don't think there is any other decade that beats it. No. And, you know. I, I agree with you. Now, what, what was your favorite, like, 
uh, bands and stuff, music, like, uh, we're, I mean, the stereotypical, like, Tiffany doing that mall tour and, and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, we in the UK, yeah, we did get Tiffany. I mean, obviously, we got everybody, but <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah. I, I do, I do remember, I remember watching as a little girl Tiffany's music video and thinking, oh my god, she's amazing, and and you know the Bangles and the Pet Shop Boys, um, uh-huh. Ky- Kylie Minogue, that kind of thing. So that's kind of what I grew up on. And then as I got older, I kind of discovered more of the new wave stuff, you know, Depeche Mode and yeah. um, all the bands and everything. And yeah, it's just, um, yeah. Sorry, no, what was the but, but, no, but Roxy, no, but Roxy, though, I, I were talking about the pictures, but I, I like your because, of course, I was going to check out all that stuff and your 80s pictures, the themes and stuff. They got that touch of 80s look, but they look updated, though. Yeah. Has anybody right. ever said that before? Like, like it, like it, it's a little bit of today, but it's got that 80s influence to it. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I've done quite a few different kinds of pictures. Some of them are more um, the neon lighting, that kind of thing, which, which yeah. you know, you get a lot of that now with singers. And then I've done some more kind of authentic looking ones. It kind of just depends what mood I'm in, really. <laughs> so so let's let's talk about the podcast. Tell everybody where they can find it. Give me like a little bit of a synopsis of of like some of the things that you uh, cover and and do with your characters. Okay, so the podcast is something completely different to the singing. Um, The podcast is an idea I came up with a few months ago. I just started listening to a lot of these paranormal podcasts. I think it was like Mm -hmm. October, Halloween time. So I started getting into them. And then I kind of realized, hey, I think I could do this. You know, I've been a voiceover artist for a few years and I can do the characters. I've been an actress before. So, you know, there's something I think I could do. And I, I came up with the idea of Deadly Debbie about a year ago. Um, originally as a YouTube idea, a kind of Elvira host, that's, you know. See, that's an 80s influence style again, mm. you know, because, you know, I th- I think she was a- around in the 80s. Was it? Was, was, was she? Or she was. was she yeah, yeah, she so, was. Absolutely. So so what I'm trying to say is it's almost like a, 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 a British type Elvira t- style podcast. And, and now, is was this your first time doing like a podcast? Like, Yes, yes. I, I had no idea about, you know, podcasts or anything. So it's like learning a whole new thing. I mean, I've, I've done voiceover, but that's where I'm with an agency and they call you in, um, and you, do, you know, you do voiceover for different companies. But um, yeah, so it's been a whole new experience, but it's fun. I'm enjoying it. It's really what cool. Are so, what are some of the things that you guys have covered uh, on the show? So, yeah, we basically ask people to send in stories um, of things that have happened to them in their lives that, you know, they just can't explain. And it doesn't have to be just ghosts or hauntings, you know, the regular kind of stuff. It can just be really odd occurrences that have happened and that people just don't know, you know, why they happen. They've got no explanation for it. Just strange things that happen. It don't have to be massive. They can be small. Um, You know, you you get kind of doppelgangers, people that look exactly like you and your friends are like hey i was out in town yesterday and you know that kind of thing so yeah just all sorts of different strange weird things that have happened to people yeah we just get them to send them in and then we read them out on the show we have different guest readers or we you know we try and get the person to actually read the story themselves if they can Um, that is cool i was a big fan of the tv show supernatural did you did you ever watch that uh here in, in the united states uh, no, I don't. I can't recall Supernatural. When was that around? Uh, it, it just uh, the final season happened last year, but it, would, it followed two brothers that were were hunters and they would go around and they would hunt these supernatural like 
things like they would deal with vampires and ghosts and and it was really really cool because like uh it, like for example like you'd follow the show for so long and you would know like with ghosts if you surrounded yourself with salt like the spirit can't cross the salt or if you use an iron bar it, it was really really interesting and and i think i think you would really dig it oh cool i'll have to check that out yeah no definitely i'm really a big fan of unsolved mysteries those kind of real life documentaries i mean that yeah. in particular loved mm -hmm. it um now are there any like supernatural things that are like just british related you know like you know, people always wanted like the loch ness monster i know that's not in england but what i'm saying yeah. is <laughs> like bigfoot here in the united states or you know yeah. like it, it's your like super supernatural things that's just related to the area that you're in <gasps> I'm trying to think of something as kind of iconic as like a Bigfoot or um, or a Loch Ness monster. Um, I don't know about the area. I mean, I mean, it could, you get a lot of sort of stuff with med. You know, we have a lot of castles here, so yeah. it's all oh, that, okay, yeah, <laughs> all that medieval kind of thing. You know, we have a lot of like old Queen Mary Scots and Henry VIII and you know his wives, and you get a lot of those kind of sightings around the castles and things where people visit. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, so so now, like, how did you come up with the character? Why why not why not you you know go with it? What everybody knows you, but Deadly Debbie, though. What what made you? You wanted to just get into it? Yeah, Deadly Debbie's just a really fun character. You know, like Elvira was kind of cheeky. Uh -huh. She was a bit naughty. She was funny. She was very sarcastic. You know, oh, she's, yeah. she's very much like that. I don't speak like Elvira does. Um, I don't know where she was from. Is she more New York, I think. I, I yes, I, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, I think she's more New York, but I'm more of a kind of, um, I don't know what you'd call it. You know, I don't know. You probably never didn't want, I don't think you're particularly into sex in the city, were you? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, oh, okay. I, so, so who who was like your, uh, I forget, was uh, Samantha or yeah. was it? Yeah, yeah, Samantha. Yeah. She, yeah, she was the one. Now, you know that they're bringing the show back and they're not bringing Samantha on. Oh, I like, saw that. That's just, that's not right. Well, because there's to. a big there's a big feud because um, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall did not. I guess they hated each other for the longest yeah. time. It's terrible, isn't it? It's so sad. It's like, oh, it's such a shame because I love it. I'm actually rewatching it now. I'm I'm so sad. I've got I'm just like watching it on Amazon Prime and I love it. Yeah. I just it's such it's so silly, but it's just fun. It's just lighthearted silliness. And um, it's such a shame they didn't get on because they look like they got on in the thing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but hey, you know what? That's great. I mean, just shows how great of actors uh, they were if they were able to like carry on. Like yeah, you say, uh, yeah, no, it's that. true. No, it's a but shame you, though. It's, I like them all individually as actresses, so it's a shame they didn't get on. You know, but, well, hey, every, no. everybody, everybody has like had their favorite like girl that was on Sex in the City. You know, like every like teenage girl back in the day uh, had their favorite NSYNC or Backstreet Boy uh, <laughs> member. You know, that, yeah. that was the one that represented me. I guess it's all about BTS now. So. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I, I, I do like Samantha and the way she talks and she's cheeky and that she's got it. Oh, you know, it's all like that. <laughs> and it's just, yeah. And I think I definitely took a bit of that in there, you know? Um, yeah. The deadly That's so, that is so cool. That is so cool. Um, were you a Doctor Who fan growing up at all or no? Because I am no. a longest. No, no. You, it's so funny because you remind me a little bit of a, a podcast host who I've recently done a, an interview with and he absolutely loves Doctor Who. He's Canadian. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and it's funny you say that, but no, no, I was never into Doctor Who. It's what, one of those shows, things. They... What, what shows did you did you like growing up like there? Uh, growing up, what did I like? Oh, God. I mean, we had a British TV series. We still have it, but it's terrible now called EastEnders, which I used to watch. Um, uh, East, 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 EastEnders? EastEnders, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I've heard so <laughs> much about that. Now, now, everybody would say, now, do you know what the one show that I liked? You know, you you're talking about the 80s and the movies and stuff the mm. in-betweeners i thought reminded me of that like 80s style type uh angst teen angst and stuff uh i don't know if you ever had a chance to watch that one but it was over yeah. the top uh kind of filth as well too yeah no the in-betweeners is quite funny actually funnily enough i didn't watch it the first time around but it's one of those i caught up with afterwards you know and, and watched it and thought yeah it wasn't bad i actually worked with the actress in it once on a film um oh. emily attack the, the blonde girl in it oh um, yeah 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 Yeah. so no the in-between is quite fun it's got that american pie kind of vibe hasn't it i think yes yes i i yeah. agree now how all right so did you end up getting into doing this podcast because you know, you are a musician and right now I'm sure you're not playing a lot of live gigs or going out and, and performing because of being in lockdown. Yeah, no, no, not really. I've actually been really busy as a musician, just just writing wow. and recording because I'm I'm sort of in the middle of doing an album at the moment. Um, So so no, that hasn't massively affected me in all honesty. Um, It's I just literally wanted to do something different. And I, I love the paranormal. Every chance I get, I'm watching different paranormal documentaries and I just love it. It's something I've always been fascinated with. So when I started listening to these paranormal podcasts, I was like, oh, you know, this is something I could do. And I would actually be really interested in it. Um, and I and I love reading the stories. You know, I find it really fascinating. So, yeah, no, it's, it's quite a nice side project that's nothing to do with, you know, Roxy Drive. Um, yeah. yeah. Now, now, talking about paranormal stuff, though, um, but if we're, if we're talking just straight horror films, you know, because that deals with ghosts and stuff like that. You got to admit, the 80s also had some pretty good horror flicks. Now, looking back on it, they're kind of cheesy. But, <laughs> I, I mean, do, do you got your favorite, like, horror series or anything or movie uh, that, that you would uh, come right to the top of your head there? Um, there's there's a few, but they're not so known as well known. I think that they're, they're okay. sort of like um, there was a, a TV movie actually that was in the eighties called The Haunted, and I highly recommend it. My partner's actually just oh. uploaded it onto his YouTube channel. Um, it was a true story about this family called the this uh, I think they were called the the Smyrn family. I think um, they were um, they they moved into a house. It's like a kind of haunted house story, but it was so well done, especially for a TV movie. That's one of my favorites. And there's one called The Entity, which I can't remember which year it is, but it's oh, definitely that the 80s. Good. Oh, it's really good. And um, I wasn't allowed to watch it as a kid. I remember looking at it at the, uh, the video store, and I wanted to rent it, and my mom wouldn't let me, of course, because she read the back. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's quite it's quite a heavy. Um, you know, it's about like ghosts raping a woman and everything. But oh it's, man. Yeah, but it's it's actually really, really good. I mean, the camera work, the music, the way they use the effect, it, it's X. It's got uh, I think it's Barbara Hershey plays the lead in it. And it's it's a really good horror. Yeah, I really recommend that. So, uh, you know, you, you were talking about doing a lot of writing and in, in your music. How much of your music is like. You know, a lot of people write because of experiences and stuff. What are what where are you pulling from? Like how what are what are some of the things that you're writing about right now? Is is there going to be a touch of what the world's been going through or are you going to try to keep it fun, lighthearted? 
Yeah, I try to stay on the other side. I try to keep because I'm very my whole thing is very like, look, let's just pretend we're in the 80s. Let's just have some fun. Yeah, let's just have a dance. You know, yeah, I I just want to take people away from it all. I'm not the kind of person who I don't release stuff that's like very depressing. Do you know what I mean? It's just not my kind of thing. So um yeah it's it's kind of like you know I'm sort of like a time traveling kind of singer you know like because I dress that way and that's my whole kind of image and I just want people to escape really when they listen to my music um and the album that I'm working on now the producer Celerect LA Dreams he's amazing he just produces these really funky authentic 80s beats and I love working with him and um yeah it's just a really feel-good album so I'm really excited to release it there is a paranormal uh, idea here. I'm going to have to send it to you, but like, because I worked with this guy. He's a musician. I worked with him in radio. His name was Bubba, but uh, he, he he said that his nanny and them, when they were acting up, they were, I think they called it like sucky butt or sacky butt. Yeah, sacky right. butt. Okay. And and, and it, they said it was like this devil that would come and, and kidnap you, kind of like abduct Ooh. you and put you in a croaker sack and, and, and take you out in the swamp and stuff. Yeah, that Ooh. one was pretty scary. I'll have to look at another one. Uh, the New Jersey Devil. Have you guys ever like talked a little bit about that one too? The New Jersey Devil? No, I don't think so. I haven't heard yeah. of that. You'll have to look up that one. Yeah, there, there's been yeah. sightings of that. Uh, Slender Man. Have you guys done Slender Man yet? Oh, no? Uh, no, I've heard of it. Yeah, but no, no, I haven't had anyone like because we only read, you know, true stories from people's experiences. Yeah, we but haven't had anyone, about... you know, send in, but we might. But do. we had, we had, we had, we had though, like this uh string of like murders and stuff here in the United States because of people thought that the Slender Man was telling them that they had to kill these people. Like, oh. and that the Slender Man was going to come get them or come get a family member of them if they if they didn't kill for for him. And and it was really, really weird and, mm. and a little psychotic. Yeah, it sounds it sounds good, though, like for a story. Hopefully yeah. someone's had an experience and they can send it into us. <laughs> uh, yeah, that 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 would be amazing. Matter of fact, I, I can probably, you know, I'm not the best at characters, but I can just start writing, you know, like fake emails and stuff and be like, all right. <laughs> stories and stuff and uh but uh no now roxy tell people once again how they can find the podcast how many episodes are you up to so far right now uh we've we're up to about episode eight i think so yeah this week episode eight so we haven't been going like that long but um but the response has been really good actually so yeah we're definitely going to keep going with it we really enjoy it uh now do you guys do is it just audio version or do you guys do any like video stuff as well too like do you have a a youtube channel that people can check out some of your stuff as well uh we do have a youtube channel um it hasn't got an awful lot on it at the moment it's just literally a trailer so we did we did do a video trailer for it which is on there um but yeah no i haven't really started with the whole uploading every episode onto youtube i'm kind of like a little bit i'm not sure whether to do it's kind of it's quite, I don't know. I'm wondering if it's a lot of extra work and I'm not sure. It is. It, yeah. it is. But, but luckily, my producer handles it. Now, this is a question I've always had. Okay. I love your accent, by the way. I think you have an amazing voice. Oh, thank um, you. Um, do when you sing, do you sing with an accent? Why don't people sing with accents? <laughs> 
I, I, yeah, I know some, some, some British bands and singers do sing yeah. like in a in a British voice, but you but know, I what? think you're putting I, it on. I think you're putting it on. Are they, you know, I, I think they're like, hey, man, we gotta, we gotta sound as cockney as we can right now, <laughs> and, we're, and, and and we're and we're gonna sing. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I don't. I only know the British bands that actually sing authentically for real. I don't, I don't know, but I mean, I I do sing kind of in an American accent. I'll admit, I do, and because I like the American accent, it, it's very soft, and you roll your R's, and I just think you've got a much more smoother accent than we do. Ours is a little bit more stilted, um, and I, and when you're singing, I just I just for me for my kind of music, I just think the American accent works better. It just wouldn't sound right if I was kind of yeah. singing, you know, in a British accent. Yeah. All right. Uh, hey, I, uh, I'm actually outside and I'm getting a Florida uh, uh, rain shower right now. It's like oh, summertime. And I, hold oh, on. Let me. No, hold on. I'm, I'm running. For here. Uh, yeah. So. Oh, you're in uh, Florida. How nice. Yeah, oh. I'm in Florida. It's actually been it's actually been pretty nice. So I, I'm getting underneath the thing here. So I'm not getting wet. I'm actually talking to uh, Roxy Drive. You should check her out. Woo-hoo. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go around and start doing doing that for you. I'll, uh, I'll I'm like jealous. I want to be, be in Florida. <laughs> uh, what <laughs> what what's what's the temperature there right now? Oh, what is it? It's zero something. Okay, I don't know. So it's, it's cold. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, it's 83 degrees here right now. So oh. that would be that would be like 30, uh, 32 maybe. I think. Oh I, wow. Yeah. Yeah. When I get rich, I'm just gonna go to Florida for like the winter. I mean, oh, you would yeah. you would be you would be huge here in Florida. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, because you got to remember a lot of the Brits come here for yeah. the, our theme parks because I'm in Central Florida. Mm, so we have yeah. so we have Disney uh, Universal. Have you ever been to the States before? Or not? I, I Yeah, I did. I've been to L.A. I've been I did go to Florida on like a family holiday when I was 19 quite a few years ago. But we went to like Disney, got, Disney World, isn't it? In yeah. Florida. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Also, then, yeah. If you come down here, though, I got to take you to the real theme park, okay? I got to take you to Gatorland, you oh. know? See, because, like, have you, have you ever seen, like, we have dinosaur, dinosaurs, actual dinosaurs here in Florida. Uh, <laughs> <known> <laughs> as alligators. <laughs> yes, no, I mean, I mean, they they are. They, I mean, they get really, really big. And then you cannot, uh. you can, you can go there and you can, like, feed an alligator. And, <gasps> and I, I think a Brit would find that to be, like, so cool. You can actually feed one, what, like a wild one. No, no, no. See, this is like a rehabilitation center where, like, they ah. bring gators that need to be like, uh, man, this interview has gone completely sideways. <laughs> so, uh, no, it's good. It's interesting. No, Gator World. But yeah, yeah, no, Gator Land. Oh, Gator, Gator Land. Land. Yeah, okay. uh, Gator, Gator, <laughs> Gator World is the knockoff part. You know, Gator, nobody goes to Gator World. <laughs> Gator Land is where it's at, but. Uh, no. So so what they do is um, these uh, chicken farms, you know, a lot of them, some of them, they don't they don't make it or they die. Instead of it just throwing them away, they give them to Gatorland and like they you can you can feed the gator a chicken. I mean, it's not a live oh. chicken. It's already it's already dead. But I mean, uh, it's pretty cool. It's over with pretty quick, too. I don't like, you know. I, I don't know if I could do that because I'm sort of vegetarian stroke vegan and i think i might have trouble doing that even if it was dead ah, yeah i know i know but i mean it's not like okay look at it this way it's more honorable i mean they could throw the you know the chickens that didn't make it and just throw them away or you can feed an alligator with it you know so yeah. it's kind of so it's kind of more honorable <laughs> if you think about it 
yeah no yeah no i would definitely like to see alligators that would be really cool yeah i bet they're amazing all right cool that then see i'm gonna my producer's on it um that's cool. basically yeah so we'll, we'll we'll have to make that happen but if you're ever in florida uh definitely look us up once again tell people about your website and your podcast yes so it's called deadly debbie's creepy files we have a website which is www.deadlydebbie.com and in there you can submit your stories straight through to me and we're also on facebook instagram and twitter um see i'm gonna have to i'm gonna give you a follow right now here so i'll make sure so we can we can uh, stay connected so hey thank you roxy i really appreciate the interview thank you you too take care from the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. Man, maybe I would have way more sex partners in my life if I just threw caution to the wind. It's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hi, everyone. My name is Amy Sinha, and I'm a British Asian voiceover artist living amongst the beautiful hills of Wales in the UK. I help people communicate their vision with my voice. So if you're looking to double, triple, or even quadruple your audience engagement with your podcast, radio and TV commercial, website and social media videos, or even a simple voicemail message, then please don't hesitate to get in touch with me at www.amysinha.com. I'm really looking forward to hearing from you cuddles daily podcast is brought to you by stitchyup.com for your embroidery screen printing vinyl and direct-to-garment printing needs visit stitchyup.com stitch you up specializes in custom caps shirts decals and anything you want to personalize whether it's one item or large orders they can handle any size unsure about what you want let stitch you up help you with your logo design Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. Nerd, radio personality, and hot talk satirizer. You're listening to the Tuttle Podcast. Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast, last segment of the day. But I wanted to play this quick piece of audio for you. Guys, I, I'm the biggest animal lover. I love animals, but I got to tell you, if this was my mom or my grandma, and you know what? Here, just listen to the news story. Speaking of dogs, one dog in Nashville is about to get all the toys and treats she wants. Once again, why is the media, well, I guess I'm the biggest hypocrite in the world, but I'm I'm talking about this because I want to dissect this. Why is the media covering this? I find this to be a more legitimate news story than that goddamn Lombardi trophy with that woman that is losing sleep over because Tom Brady, the GOAT, threw the Lombardi trophy. Get the fuck out of here. You want to be honest? I would be losing sleep if I was the family member of this crazy-ass woman. This is Lulu. Her owner left her $5 million in his will. The money will be placed into a trust, and the Border Collie's caretaker is already well acquainted with her. Martha Burton had been caring for Lulu for some time when her owner went on trips. This woman, there's got to be a backstory here. I'm telling you right now, this woman must absolutely hate hate despise any of her family members or friends you know 
I mean, I would rather, like, break off some of my friends, even if I'm not even a family member. If I'm, like, one of her best friends and she's breaking off her dog over $5 million, no, uh-uh, no way. I, I would piss on this bitch's grave. I'd be like, you couldn't even give me a hundo grand? Yes, I would be mad as hell. And you know that this woman... That's uh, that's going to be the legal guardian of this dog. Oh, yeah. She's going to extort this fund like it's nobody's business. And let's not act. Well, there's a lawyer above it. Uh, yeah. Guess what? You know what? That lawyer is going to be on it, too, because guess what? what? What's the dog? The dog does not know the concept of money. It is. It, it's it, this is ridiculous. This is why the rest of the country is in the world hate us as Americans because we're giving five million dollars to a border collie. Now, as for all of that money, no golden dog bowls are in Lulu's future that we know of, although I'm sure there will be lots of toys and treats. But the money is meant to reimburse Burton only for reasonable expenses. Listen, if this woman really wanted to do good and in the name of Lulu... You know, like I said, Lulu does not understand the concept of money. Why not donate some of that money to an animal shelter, like a no-kill shelter, and help those people out? Maybe some rescue places, people that adopt pets. But no, you want to give it to your dog because you must have been the worst person in the world because you didn't have any friends, you didn't have any family, and you're leaving it to your dog. And it is the most American thing that I have heard in a really, really long time because that's why our, why everybody hates us. All right, I'm uh, going to go smoke some weed and calm down after some of the ridiculous-ass stories that I've covered today. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Hope you're being safe, and I will talk to you tomorrow. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. You want some cool-ass sunglasses? Check out vaporshades.com. Also brought to you by Starfire Transport, stitchyouup.com, pocketpairclub.com, Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Lamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents. Show voiceover service is brought to you by jcvoiceover.com. That guy's got a damn sexy voice. You should hire him. Check out jcvoiceover.com. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash on the radio. Comments? Concerns? Or do you just want to let Tuttle know he's being a dickhead? Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail at 407-270-3044. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, what's going on?